Welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. This is Play What Bin for June 2018. I'm Hendo, and here's Simon. Hello. This is uh, a little bit of a post E3 one, but we're going to get into that later on. So, first of all, what have you been playing? I've been playing Bardlands, or specifically Bardlands 2 and the DLC. Yeah, it's aged quite well, but there's parts of it that I really, really don't like. This is the PS4 version? Yeah, this is the, the Hanson Collection. One of the old guys that we play with said, I've not played that game. And I were like, well, I've played a thousand hours of that series already. I don't think I want to play anymore. Yeah. And then he started talking about it got not to play. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I'll just have a look at Amazon and see how much I can pick it up for. And it was something like 12 quid. And I'm like, yeah, done, sold. <laughs> I'll pick it up for that. And a few people have jumped in with us. So, yeah, it's, it's been nice to go back to Pandora and have a bit of a loot about. What class are you rocking? I've got all the classes. You know me. Yeah. I'm fucking running everything, pretty much. I started off as a gunzerker, an assassin going. I've got a siren going. I started with Big Cop Man. I've got a commando going with him. The only ones I don't have are the ones that I've already spent God knows how much time playing with already. Are you enjoying it generally? For the most, yeah. I'm playing with someone that knows what they're doing. Normally, I play with people and it's like, well, I'm having to lead. Whereas this time, it's like, oh, this guy actually knows what he's doing. He's actually showed me stuff that I never knew about. And I've showed him stuff that he never knew about. And, you know, we've taught mechanics through and stuff. Oh, this works with this and this works with that. And and we've dropped legendaries and stuff. And it, it's been a case of, oh, we'll dupe that. You can have this. This is going to work on your class. That'll work on my class. It's been a nice social game, I think. Yeah. Because we can play it without having to really, really think about what we're doing. It's just run A to B, shoot everything up, take the loot, and move on. The thing that I have noticed as well is a lot of the story stuff, because it's been so long since I played it, there's a lot of it is quite funny. Yeah, I remember the writing's pretty good in that. Well, some of it's aged terribly because it's all job based around fucking memes and stuff. Yeah. I think it went ahead of its time, you know, with the social justice warrior stuff. I know a lot of people will get, like, a little bit twitchy talking about all that, but, yeah, like, it, this one definitely ahead of the curve. They were a trendsetter, I think, for for that sort of stuff. We just finished the Torg DLC a couple of days ago. And it goes on about like respecting women's boundaries and stuff right. in throwaway lines. And it's such a weird juxtaposition because you have Torg, which is this fucking manly, overtly Joe Testosterone-filled dude. And then he's talking about stuff like that. It's, um, it's weird, but it's good also. Okay. Do you reckon uh, you could come up with a list of things that they need to fix for a Borderlands 3? Oh, the list would be fucking astronomical. I bet. There's so many things in that game that just... Just shit perks. Like, just do away with the shit perks. The pre-sequel is bundled in with the Handsome Collection. And there's a lot less in that from what I remember. They got better at designing skill trees. They could do with fine-tuning weapons as well. Because there's a lot of stuff in that game where it revolves around gimmicks. So each manufacturer has its own gimmicks. So dial weapons are just bog-standard burst fire ones when you look down sights there's ones that have got huge magazines ones that do explosions ones that have elements attached to them always and they need to level that out because not all guns are created equal right there's some that are just trash like it doesn't really matter which way you cut it they're just i mean you could probably get them to work in some areas of the game but as a whole they're just joe they're just filler guns which is is kind of sad there's other things like the jumping and the driving. I, I just remove driving altogether if it were fucking me, because I just it just feels really pointless. Like you have these big open levels and 
I don't like the idea of big levels with nothing in them. And because of that, Joe, you're having to drive. It, it just seems very pointless to me. It makes me worried about Rage, actually. I don't know, they did um, a lot of driving in the, the last thing they did. I can't remember what it's called now. Mad Max. That was a game about driving, though, wasn't it? Mad yeah. Max is about driving about, so... It feels very, like, shitty game design because it's they just met this huge area. I don't want to drive around it. I want to you know, physically walk around on foot and, and pay attention to the finely crafted world. Yeah. And not being able to do that because it's just fucking planes and planes and nothing. Like, you need wheels to get about. It's just... I'd rather it wasn't like that. Yeah, fair enough. So what have you been playing? Well, we did the uh, Dark Souls special a month or two ago. Did you finish that? No, this is the thing. So I got the Dark Souls remastered because I made a point on that of that I never finished it originally. And I think I sort of... I wasn't quite accurate in how I described how I played Dark Souls originally. That I made it sound like I just looped around one early area and that was it. Mm. And I did go quite a bit further than that. So it came through the post. It was a late birthday present from a mate. And uh, I've come to a stumbling block. So I haven't come back to it for a couple of weeks. Are we to cover that your copy got chewed up by a dog as well, which is probably destined... Like, the stars are aligned there and then want the... Yeah. <laughs> as far as it comes to this game. Well, luckily only the plastic case, but yeah, that's that wasn't great. Yeah, so I got to... I got quite far through it. I don't know how far I am from the end, but I got further than I did originally, and I'm now at a point where there are these little creatures, like little lizard things, and they look kind of weak and insignificant however they spray this gas out and if this gas catches you one of your meters goes up so you've got like a poison meter you've got um, various things and this is for curse and if this curse meter goes full which it will do very very quickly you'll get cursed and instantly die and so that's annoying as in itself but it's like oh okay i'll trudge back to my where my souls are and pick them up and you're cursed from then on. Your health is at half. It's not a one and done thing. It stays with you. Yes. And so I read up on it, and there are two options. One is to find these certain items which will cure your curse, which I don't have. And another one is to go to a certain merchant in another area. And I think for a small fee, they will decurse you. However, where I am... I think it's going to be very difficult. I, I think it's possible, but it's such a trek back and to get back to where I am now that it just sort of deflated me. <laughs> like, I will do it. I will get back to it, but it's just one of those things that just made me go... <sighs> a deflation is the best way to explain that game for me. Because it's like... I know a lot of people say, oh, well, no, there's, no, there's normally a bonfire close by or wherever. And it's like, well, usually the bonfires are like, rewards for beating the boss there's a one behind the boss that's the closest one yeah they can be it depends on the level to be honest Mm. it's definitely gotten easier I think as they've made more of them like from what um, Rich was saying about demon souls that sounds the roughest of them all as you keep on dying the game gets harder see that's another game that I got reasonably far into and then I hit a fucking wall and I didn't want to look it up on the internet how to do it because it sort of mitigates the reason why you're playing the game. I don't like doing that no matter what I'm playing unless it's, you know, some fucking collectible. Right. You know, when you've got like thousands of fucking collectibles in the game and it's like, where is this one? 
I got up to this boss and I just could not fucking beat him. Like, he just basically one-shot me. Yeah. And I got into different areas and that were all, like, we're fucking PvPing, so... And I just, I was like, oh, fuck this. Like, I've had enough. Like, I've seen enough. <laughs> it just beat out of me. Yeah. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it. Like, the parts of the game that I was enjoying, I was really enjoying. My co-host has been playing Bloodborne. He lost a bet. The bet was that Jack Thompson would get involved with the old Joe Games are bad and guns are good debate yeah. in America. And he lost that debate and ended up playing Bloodborne for it. And it's been impressive watching him because... I mean, I watch you play. I've watched other people play at the start of the game, and he's latched onto it quite well. But he got to a bit where there were these big guys, like eight foot tall, and they'd sort of just kick out. And he just could not fucking beat them. Like, they'd kill him in like fucking one or two hits. Right. And it's just like, you could tell he was getting frustrated. And the pressure's on because he's recording as well. You know what it's like when you're streaming games. Mm. You sort of make stupid mistakes that you wouldn't do otherwise. I still sort of want to play it, but watching him fucking struggle through that is like, I don't know whether I can put myself through that. I honestly don't. No, I can understand that. But what else have you have you been up to? I'm keeping my finger on the pulse of gaming. I've been playing Tomb Raider, the <laughs> 2013 one. Yeah, really, really good game. I finished it yesterday. Finished with like 77% collectibles or whatever, Joyce. Like you've got an overall completion rate. Really enjoyed it. I think... That, as a game, makes more sense to me as something like Uncharted would. Of the Uncharted games that I've played, I don't know whether 4 resolves the issues that I had with the Uncharted series, but this feels very much like the sort of game I'd want to play. Right. The thing that I do have a discrepancy with is the fucking voice acting and Lara's character. She is, she's got, like, no fucking charisma at all. She's got zero charisma. She has the charisma of a fucking sewing supplies tin. She's just... She's so boring. She's the equivalent of those people that fucking go hiking up the Himalayas or whatever. And when you ask about it, they just go, Oh, yeah, yeah, I went up the Himalayas. It was dead cold and stuff. They just can't (laughs) tell a story. It's just, oh, my God. just And I hated everyone in that cast as well, apart from the, um, the Samoan guy. The Samoan guy was all right, but everyone else were just like, I fucking... I hate the... The black woman hated her. The guys that were with her as well hate... Yeah, just fuck off. Hmm. Fuck your cast. You're just awful. Awful fucking voice acting and awful... Um, awful... Just awful cutscenes as well. Like, the, the direction on the cutscenes. Which is really weird, because there's a lot of cutscenes in that game that are just showing you the vistas and stuff. Do you know when you sort of climb over a precipice? Yeah. And it sort of goes, oh, it's a cutscene for doing well. And it's like, wow, that is beautiful. I can't remember uh, what the direction or Lara's personality was. My memory of playing it was she was quite naive at the beginning and she basically got put through the ringer for the entire game. Well, it's a torture porn, isn't it? Yeah, until by the end of it, she's pretty badass. Obviously, because it's like an origin story. Mm, yeah, it's, it's pretty torture porn based. She's yeah. just constantly getting hurt. I can imagine that voice actor was just in the booth going, ah, ah, for like... Hours and hours. Mm. That's probably why she sounded so bored during a fucking cutscene. She's at rest at time. Yeah. She's fucking fed up. The cutscenes. Guess who directed them? Uh, go on. This is going to surprise you. Corey Balrog. The God of War guy. Yeah, the God of War guy, which is really weird because some of them are really good, like I say, but there's other parts that are just, oh God, they're so fucking cringy. Like straight to video film style. 
there's some janky fucking mechanics in there as well. <laughs> a couple of deaths where I died just through the game just going, oh no, and just fucking shitting itself. Like, do you know the skill where you can shoot the arrow and pull the row? Oh, right, yeah. There's a, an upgrade to it where you get like a, it's like a pulley lever system thing where you can tap X to sort of just reel it in with more force. And you go up a boat to get it. And there were a bit where it's like the mass falls down or something and you sort of double back on yourself. I'm just looking to see where I went to be jumping. And she just fucking fell off into the scene. It's like... But the way she fell off is the game sort of... It does this a lot as well. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of it is very push forward and press square or X or... Well, not square and X, but X and A. Because I'm playing on a Xbox controller. There's very much a lot of that where it's playing for you. You're just sort of controlling it. But yeah, she sort of fell off this boat, did like a, a little... She grabbed onto a ledge and wobbled a bit and then just fell off into the fucking sea and Joe got dashed on rocks. But it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I actually laughed at that one because it was just such a stupid way to die. And the game tried to save me, but it's got this weird, um, this weird mechanic of holding your hand loads and then other times it's like no you can fuck off you're just gonna drop down this chasm and fucking fall to your death yeah I'm looking forward to the next games I'll tell you that yeah I haven't played the the Rise one I can't remember much of that Tomb Raider game at all I played it on my Windows laptop oh I bet that struggled yeah this is the thing that was the first instance because I've been playing indie games and FTL and stuff and we've been playing tower defence games on there and stuff and normal 3D ones but running fine that was the first instance where I was like yeah this this fan is kicking out really loud it's mm. that did not like that game at all I had to whack the settings down severely and the fan was just like a jet engine so that was at the point where I was like yeah I can't do PC gaming anymore on this thing the weird thing is I mean I, I've I'm running on a, a I'm saying moderately new it's fucking it's not exactly cutting edge anymore but it was when I got it it had this weird thing, do you know when you break the crates open? Like right. it sort of stagger a bit because I think how it works is it's generating how much loot is in them. So sometimes you get gun parts, sometimes you just get scrap, sometimes you might get ammo or whatever. So it's like uh, the, the game's thinking about what it's going to Yeah, play instead of it, it just being a, a seamless thing, it sort of judders a little bit. But that's the only judders I ever saw. I didn't see any any of the shakes that happened when I opened those to when I opened a relic or whatever. It's a fucking old game. It's what, five years old coming around this time. So you, it's running on stuff that's you know, clearly fucking superior to, to when it was released. It, well, I mean, it ran on a fucking Xbox 360, didn't it? I think so, yeah. I think it was on... It's been on both. I'd have to check on that, but yeah, that does, that does sound right. I keep thinking about picking it up from the PlayStation for like a fiver or... Oh, yeah, yeah, well. it's well worth it's well worth that to play it through again. I really, really enjoyed it. I think I'm sort of being down on it because it's like those were the things that pissed me off. But everything else, I really, really enjoyed the shooting, the exploring, the all aspect of you know walking past something and going, "Huh, how do I get into that?" Yeah, and trying to get into it and then working out. It's like I don't have the equipment to do this. I'll do it when I come back. It's very. Zelda based not quite as deep as Zelda I don't think because or Metroid Prime because that will show you stuff that you 
come back to very, very late in the game yeah. to do. But I think they've done a good job of it. They've done a bang-up job with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in playing the second one. I've heard that it's not quite as good as the first one, but I think I'd uh, pick them up and on the cheap. Mm, yeah. What else have you been playing? I've been playing a couple of Metroidvanias on the Switch, one of which is on everything, and one is... I think it's only on PC. It's uh, Hollow Knight. I know uh, Tommy Radio Floyd's a big fan of it. It yeah. hasn't really grabbed me that much yet, but... To be fair, I'll need to go back to it and put more time into it. It's got some comparisons to Dark Souls. Oh, God. Here we go. It's the Dark Souls of Metroidvania. Basically, it's when you die, you go back and pick up your shit. That's that's mm. it, really. But the, the twist on it is you have to fight a ghost version of yourself. All right. Okay. Um, it's only two hits. It's very easy. But unlike Dark Souls, where I think there's like a five-second rule like five seconds before you died it'll put your souls so it's not impossible to get to but on this it's i think it's pretty much exactly where you died so if you died on a boss you get back to that boss and you've got the big boss and this very very weak but very annoying version of you trying to fight you it's like when a fly comes into your car when you're driving it's like you fuck off yeah (laughs) more important things to concentrate on here it's uh 2D side on pretty nice art style it's pretty grim I couldn't tell you at all what the story is I haven't been paying attention I don't think it's important but um, it's pretty good it's pretty tough so at some point I'll go back and it's difficult to go back to it when I'm playing another Metroidvania which is Yoko's Island Express oh which is the pinball one mm, I've been watching this from afar it's pretty good I've been getting a bit frustrated with the direction of where to go. Is it the direction of where to go or actually getting there? I think about half an hour in or an hour in, all on the map, it throws loads of things at you. Like, go and see this person, go and see that person. And it's like, well, I don't know which one is the main path. Yeah, you don't know which one's the closest. Well, it's not so much the closest of, like, because it's a Metroidvania, I could go and trek all mm. to it. One of the ones I'm still doing now, about six, seven hours in, was there at the beginning. And there was no way I could get there at the beginning, but I wouldn't have known that because I've picked up all these abilities and stuff. I think the direction could have been a bit clearer, but the actual way it plays is phenomenal. And I'm really interested to see what you would make of it because I think the pinball mechanics are pretty spot on. I think so. To the point of where, like, I'm not very good at pinball. I randomly hit flippers and hope for the best. And that will get you unstuck in this because you have to get certain bits. You need the right speed of the ball and you need the right angle of the flipper. It does a really cool thing that I haven't seen in a pinball game before. Maybe you have, I don't know. But as the ball rolls down the flippers, it's got different sections, like segments in the flipper it will light up where the ball is. If you imagine the ball's going down this flipper and these lights one by one light up as the ball rolls down. So it would be easier for guides or something so someone could say, right, you, well, you need the ball when it gets to the second from the left segment. Right, okay. If you see what I mean. Yeah, I've not seen that in a game before. They probably put it in knowing that people would have to actually play, like it is pinball. The, hmm. the mechanics of it, I think it is pretty spot on. 
maybe you'd play it and think the physics are completely fucked, but... The way that other games tend to do it is either don't bother with it at all. It's like, go and fuck off, Joe, learn how to do it yourself. Mm. Figure it out yourself, or or they, they have the ones that are very, very easy to implement. Right. And that sounds a lot harder to implement. Even though it's it's more friendly for people saying, okay, right, you need to shoot the left lane. That means you've got to wait until all the lights are lit up on the right flipper yeah. when it comes on the right in lane. This might be fucking gobbledygook too. I hope it makes sense for people that haven't played Pinball or Yukos Island Express. But yeah, it's sort of... It's giving you a guide without being too condescending, I think, for yeah. people that don't play Pinball. It wasn't pointed out in the game at all. I noticed it just by chance. It was like, all oh, mm. right, it's uh, it's glowing the different sections as it goes. The the ball goes down. Sections of it are entirely pinball. You control a beetle and he's rolling around this ball. I think he's attached by a rope as well. Mm. So he's pushing it, and when the ball falls, he's like flying behind it on his rope. You can't jump, so there are flippers in the world for you to get from one ledge to another. And then certain sections you'll get into, and it. It's a pinball table, but it's also... With a puzzle element. It's a puzzle, yeah. I think it's really good. It's just... It's purely just the... I don't know where I've got to go at the beginning that was frustrating me. But apparently it's very short. It's like six hours, so... I can't see a game based around pinball being quite hefty. The last one that I played of that style, well, Sonic Spinball. When I started playing it and knowing that I was going to have to do a play one bin, I thought... Oh, what could I compare this to? And I thought of Sonic Spinball, but I don't think there is a game like this. Like, there's pinball mechanics in Sonic Spinball, but I've never played a game that has these mechanics with the Metroidvania thing. Mm, yeah, it's a mate in a two genres that have never gone before. Yeah, it is entirely those two things put together, and somehow it works. Yeah, I'm interested in playing it. I'm also interested in people maybe looking at other tables as well looking at other games after playing this and, and sort of applying the stuff that they've learnt there I sort of like my first pinball game you get people that play um, Metroid Prime pinball or Pokemon pinball and and use the skills that they learn there to either play real pinball or other versions of digital pinball yeah I mean for me personally not that's not going to happen I like pinball to a point and I've played, I've had a few. I used to play uh, one of the PC Engine games on the, the Wii Virtual Console quite a lot. Dragon's Fury, I think. It's all gothic style. Yeah, and I had one on the Mega Drive that was either the same one or something similar. And I've played pinball effects in like the free tables and stuff. Mm. I like pinball, but not enough to just, like, you've gone all in. You and Jim go all in. I am no nowhere close to doing that. Pinball is one of those things where the more people you know that are sort of into it, the better it becomes because... Score chasing. It's not only is it score chasing. Think back to the days of Geometry Wars 2. Right. When Geometry Wars 2 came out. If you had a full friends list, there were always someone to chase. Whereas, if you look at me and Jim now, fucking scores are always astronomical. You'll get people like Andy Kurosaki that'll put like a couple of million in. Me and Jim scores are like 100 fucking million. And the problem is, it's demotivating for people like Andy to come in and play those games and go, well, I'm fucking rubbish at this. Yeah. There's no way for me to keep up with these guys. I think with pinball, it's it's very much a case of if you have people that are there and you have a, a smooth curve for this skill, 
you could see this in Pinball Effects 2 on Xbox Live. You had like a bell curve. So you had the people that were shit, you had the people that were okay, then you had the people that were you know, like the median. And yeah. then you had the people that were really fucking good, like even beyond what me and Jim could do on the top end. They're always someone to chase. They're always a goal to put yourself towards. And I think when you just have two of us or three of us or however many we have, there's not enough people there to fill out a league and make it interesting because it's obvious no one wants to play for a wooden spoon. No. And being in that position is... it get You get deflated. I mean, we're back to the, the Dark Souls thing again. Yeah. People just they don't want to come last. It makes you feel miserable just getting a participation trophy. So, yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to combine Want and Bin for reasons that will become clear. But before that, I've got um, a question to ask you about E3. Go. And this is a bit of an inside trading thing. So, in case people didn't know, me and Ben did the E3 show the week before. We pre-recorded what we in the forum thought. And then after it finished, we recorded ourselves going, whoop, that was a bit shit. And you did every conference... Well, recorded every conference with Rick on Strange Play. Yeah, me and Rick. Uh, Rick is my YouTube dude that I do YouTube. Well, it's his channel, but I sort of guest on it. He does all the work. I just fucking show up. Yeah, and you you both did each conference and then edited it down. I did predictions. I did a live reaction to each conference, apart from the shit ones. <laughs> Looking at you, Square Enix and Nintendo. And then we did, like, roundups which have been released over the next few weeks. If you want a fucking gorge on E3, there's plenty of stuff there. Go fucking look it up if you can be bothered. This gets on nicely to what my point is. Uh, First of all, all the props in the world to Rick. Because you, I know for a fact that you were knackered and irritable. Oh, God. You just have to listen to our shows to fucking find that out. Yeah. But as much as it probably was like tough work to be up that late and talking and stuff, you had the the clean end of the shitty stick. Like he had the real shitty stick. But my question, uh, um, and I've got the the same question I've asked myself, but I'll get your uh, response first. Next year, what would you do differently? Have you what have you learnt from this whole thing, or would you do exactly the same thing again? If we could do it, I'd just do one a day, and I'd do it after. So I'd go completely blind. Right. And instead of watching them at like fucking seven o'clock in evening or nine o'clock or whatever and, and having to build my life around it, I'd say, okay, Rick, or whoever I were recording with, nine o'clock, we'll watch this one through and we'll do the same tomorrow, nine o'clock, day after that, nine o'clock, and do them all in one. Because it, you sort of, it's really exciting when you start. Yeah. And then you get to a point where it's like, you get really cynical. It's just like, oh, fuck it. Like, you, I know you've not heard this one yet because it's it's still in the can. Uh, and this is a bit of a sneak preview if you listen to us. But the Nintendo one, we really fucking go hard on it because we're so pissed off by that point. Hmm. And, you know, the, the washout that the Nintendo one was, we were like, oh, God. Oh, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably try and space it out a bit more. I wouldn't mind if they said, okay, E3 is now a week long and we'll just do a show a day. I can imagine why Rick did it the way he did is like he had to get them edited quickly get them out the door before the next one like the next one's the day after so like I say all props to him for for doing that because it must have been a living nightmare I tell you the mad thing as well 
He writes for a website called Big Red Barrel. Right. Which is a gaming website and comics and they do all that joke, like geek culture. He was doing it for them as well. <laughs> Jesus. He was guesting for them as well as doing his own stuff, which is just... It's no wonder he fucking needs pills to fucking operate. <laughs> because, uh, honestly, it's just... Yeah, he put himself through so much work. But like you say, that's off to him. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff as well. Absolutely. One me and Ben did... Apart from the sound issues, which I'm never 100% happy with the sound anyway, which will get better, but I was pretty happy with the content, and I was pretty happy with the concept. Like, originally the concept was we record the predictions one by one, and then what the finished article is, like, people will hear that, and then they will hear the entire post stuff. Yeah, I think that was a really interesting way of doing it. I liked what you did with that. Yeah, because originally it was going to be all the pre, then all the post. And before we recorded the post, I thought, that's not going to make much sense because you're going to be forgetting things about the conferences from like half an hour ago. Yeah, I think the way that you did it with the reverse music as well to show that it was in the past were really clever. Because otherwise it were like, are they talking about fucking real time now? Or what's going on here? And then it's like, oh, no, music's actually... It's a clue to when they were recording. Yeah, these were things I sort of thought really hard about, making it as obvious as possible. Accidentally, the EQ was different for the voices, which wasn't intentional, but that helped. You should have put like an old-timey scratching thing, you know, like a record, like a crackle. That thought absolutely came to me, and I thought, some of these sections are 10 minutes long, so it could get a bit annoying. Probably just tune it out after a bit. Yeah, but I thought with the backwards background music and the record swooshing to indicate time has changed. It was very Twin Peaks as well, the music going backwards. Yeah, uh, it works quite well as well. I was quite happy with that. The only change I would make, I think, is I would be more explicit before we recorded because I was very vague on the forum about... Is this your explicit or my explicit... How do you mean? Or ill dogs explicit because there's very different definitions of that word. Explicit as in, well, I wasn't explicit and I I asked people for their predictions, but it was in the guise of a thread. I didn't say what it was going to be used for. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, so yeah, you're a bit cloak and dagger about building it. Yeah, I would rather in the future go, right, what are your predictions and your wants free free because we're going to use this and try and get as many as possible because that really helped if it was just me and Ben with our own stuff I don't think it'd be as interesting and it wouldn't have been as much fun to record do you know what as well I held off on that thread because I just thought it was it was just a thread I didn't realise it was going to be a podcast thing exactly so yeah I just I didn't input to it I think Ben's quite happy with the finished thing I'm quite happy with it so if we're still doing podcasts next this time next year then probably do one again uh, what about your wants from the show? Well, yeah, so I said before about uh, wants and bin together, and here's the reason why. Because I want the Commander Conquer phone game, and I'm pretty sure that's going in your bin. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the video, we were like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? I have no idea what's going on here. The most galling thing about that is, if they'd have just done another game, a Command & Conquer game, and said, hey, look, we got the people, the remnants from these studios. We've put them together. We're going to make another Command & Conquer game. And there's also this mobile game. Yeah. Then people would have been fine with it. But the way that they've just... They've dragged a fucking well-loved 
franchise through the fucking dirt to make this quite what looks quite frankly awful <laughs> it looks t- such I'm not saying it's a bad game but it's a bad fit for Command and Conquer you can't do that with a franchise like that if I play games that are, like Clash Royale is kind of similar to what that looks like I think that a real-time strategy game with that type of admittedly simplified gameplay I think that could work I'm going to presume it's free so I'm certainly going to try it's going to be filled with adverts and crystals and all that other bullshit buy 100 gems for £10,000 yeah if you don't play like fucking 10 times a week your league's going to fucking depreciate (laughs) yeah I'm certainly interested in trying it but this is why I figured to put Wanton Bin together because I knew that you were keen on that it is a fucking good Wanton Bin contender the Pop Gears game (laughs) what the fuck was that yeah like there's no indication at all of gameplay or anything like that it's just no it's just uh, oh does this this thing's popular we're just gonna ride gears on the back of it yeah (laughs) I just have no idea I think the most interesting thing out of that was the gears XCOM yes absolutely I completely agree with you that one game as ridiculous as it sounds could sway me to get an Xbox I don't think it's an Xbox swear for me but I'm really really interested in it it'd be interesting if they've got someone like Julian Gollop involved with it because yeah these fucking games that are based around that uh, they're tidy they're really really fucking good did you ever play the Ghost Recon game on 3DS uh, no no I remember people saying it was like Advance Wars or something no it was like Advance Wars but you had you couldn't make any units you had characters like heroes but you could only take so many in with you so it were like do I want to take the machine gunner in do I want to take the stealth woman in do I want to do this do I want to do that and that's how I see this sort of working in that you have your heroes you're going to have Marcus Phoenix and Dom and Cole and Damon as your hero units you might have other like nondescript cogs versus various drones and you know grenadiers and so it makes sense to me it's a logical fit even though I never saw it coming it's a logical fit for that type of game yeah yeah that's the thing the more you think about the the units and the weapons that are in gears and the cover as well and getting into different positions yeah it makes complete sense and calling in airstrikes and I'm surprised it hadn't happened sooner especially with stuff like Halo Wars that was one of the rumours that they were doing a Halo that was going to be a Gears Wars there was mm. the same team making uh, a Gears version of that I'm not likely to boot up my Windows PC to run that. it probably wouldn't run that anyway I think it would because it's very simple yeah, we'll see. But that's it's adding to a list of eventually at some point I'll get an Xbox. That is this year's rare replay collection and this year's backwards compatible stuff. All these fossilised ideas that you had about getting an Xbox yeah. might come to fruition. Yeah, maybe eventually. Another want and bin for me. Go on. This is both want and bin. Uh, Battlefield Five. All oh, right, interesting. I really like the idea of what they're doing but it's I'm just waiting to find out which hole I'm going to be fucked in <laughs> with the fucking microtransaction stuff because it's like you know they're going to do it you know it's going to happen this they fucking did this song and dance thing about Star Wars Battlefront 2 where it's like no we're not doing it everything's going to be free and it's like well no it's fucking not is it you're telling us it's going to be free but clearly it's not you're just not telling us the whole picture yet as a consequence of them um, doing this 
I won't be picking it up until like a week or two after it comes out. Same as I did with um, Battlefield 1. In fact, I tell you, there's, there's other things that like, I, I really fucking hated about Battlefield 1, like having to use a fucking Thornap to change my weapon. What the fuck <laughs> was that about? Wow. Why does EA need to be in my fucking phone? Are they just fucking telling my data? That's what they're doing. Another want and bin, I want the new Destiny stuff to be good, but I won't be giving it a week or two gestation period before I decide. I'll be giving it a month or two because fuck getting into Destiny 2 <laughs> again because if they're not going to fucking sort it, it's got so much competition coming up. It's got Division 2 coming up. It's got Anthem coming up. It's now or never for that game. Yeah, the, the danger of waiting that long, though, is that the uh, community could just dry up. If it's if it doesn't go down well, you'll you'll not get a game at all. It's already dried up. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. A want and bin, also Anthem. I think it put, could be potentially very, very shit. From what I've seen, everyone's gone, oh, no, it's fucking great. It's, it's all song and dancing. And it's like, is it, though? <laughs> I want it to be really, really good, but the bits that I've seen, they've tried to sort of upsell it, and it's looked boring. What I've understood about it is it's Destiny with Mass Effect's story mm. in terms of it actually has one, and it has dialogue options, and and this is not made by the people who fucked the last Mass Effect. So Yeah, it's not a linear start. Well, it's not linear in that Destiny you sort of... Just ticking boxes, yeah, and then getting a loot at the end of it. I don't know about Bin. To be honest, I haven't got many. There's not many things I saw that I would deny at least someone else wanting to play. Maybe that's my personality, but that was my takeaway from Square Enix that they make a lot of games. Yeah, but I'm not interested in like 95% of them. The Square Enix one was partially because it was just a load of trailers all put together, but it was quite boring and just not my kind of thing. That was mm. the only conference I saw that I forced myself to watch just because me and Ben were going to have to talk about it. Otherwise, I would not have watched. When we were putting our agenda together, way before E3 started, and it's like, what are we going to watch? And I says, I want to watch this, I want to watch this, I want to watch this. And then Rick were like, ah, oh, we might as well watch Square Enix as well. The only thing that we didn't cover was the PC game show because it's... I don't know if you've ever watched that, but it's got a really weird air to it. It's more about flogging hardware yeah. and, oh, we've partnered up with Razer and this is your... This plays better if you're using a Razer mouse. Like, it's very... I think Ben said marketing-based. It's not the same as the other ones. It, it feels very, oh, this was sponsored by this. This was sponsored by that. This is based on NVIDIA. Yeah. It's like watching a race car covered in fucking adverts yeah and they're not apologetic for it at all like it's just how it is it's not big or shiny or brash or anything like that it's just is what it is and for the people that are interested in it you're never gonna win people over i think the, the things i was most impressed with or the things that if i had the ability to like give it me now is cyberpunk which is far off but that trailer looks phenomenal and hearing people have i can't remember if they've played the demo or the developers were playing it and they were showing them it's probably the latter i think it's the former i'm not too sure yeah there's a lot of gushing it sounds incredible the visual style and all the things they've got in there just looks incredible resident evil 2 remake yep that looks really good dying light 2 you're a lot more into the dying light than me i liked it but it didn't grab me as much as it did for you I think for me, the all climbing about and stuff felt like Mirror's Edge, but Mirror's Edge that worked. 
and the zombie stuff were just the icing on the cake. Yeah. I think with their prestige as well, they're all attitude towards gamers and actually supplying games that do what they do. And the DLC that they put out as well is... I'll probably day one that. I'm really hesitant to to buy stuff on day one now because it's gaming in such a fucking shit show when it comes to release day stuff. Yeah. But with those guys, it's just like, with CD Projekt Red, when Cyberpunk comes out, it's like, yeah, take my money. I'm fine with it. I yeah. know it's going to be good. If The Witcher 3 is anything to go by, that's going to be a big game. What was the other one? The From game, Sekiro, or Sekiro. I don't, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but the uh, Dark Souls Tenchu ninja thing. That Also, that Ghost of Tsushima, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Last of Us 2 looked really impressive. As I said to Ben on the, the podcast we did, that Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima in particular, if that's gameplay, that looked like this is going to be PlayStation 5 gameplay to me. I can't imagine the finished products looking that beautiful, to be honest, and running that well. It won't surprise me if we see a lot of double dipping like we did from last gen to current gen. The only other bin I've got, uh, I think that's pretty much covered all my wants, but the bin is the Nintendo conference or whatever direct was pretty awful. I'm definitely interested in Smash Brothers. I will buy that, but... You're not that interested that you need to know that they've turned fucking Samus's armpit hair a slightly different shade of blonde. That was a pacing of, like, how long is this going on for? Jesus. And apparently, it's not just um, nerds on the internet that weren't happy with it. Apparently, it affected their stock price. Were it a 14% drop that they had? I'm not sure, but yeah, it went down. I saw that Reggie were on after when that happened, and he were talking about loot boxes. <laughs> right. And he were saying, yeah, I don't think they've been sort of misjudged. They shouldn't be... Like, people shouldn't be scared. Which is frightening for me, as... If Nintendo were going to start that shit, their games are primarily aimed at kids. Yeah. And if they start with the loot box stuff, it might make them a lot of money, but it's also going to fucking lose a lot of their fucking integrity. Yeah. Going back to the EA conference, where they were like, no loot boxes, no loot boxes, all this is free, no loot boxes. I didn't fucking hear that in FIFA 1. It's just like, yeah, we're laying on this fucking golden egg and we're not moving until, you know, his fucking head's been chopped off. Yeah, it's all going to come crashing down. Mm, hopefully so. Speaking of come crashing down, we should probably end it. Yeah. Yeah, that's been our stuff for June. A lot of E3 stuff, which is to be expected. Want anything to pimp before you go? Nah. <laughs> nah. Go find Strange Play.